welcome to the podcast of the Spiritual Coaching Dashboard. We are training coaches and coaching leaders because we know that only healthy hearts can know God deeply and follow Him fully. Because we care and we want you to reach your full potential, we coach you to choose life-giving reactions to the warning lights that show up on the dashboard of your life. In this episode of the Spiritual Coaching Dashboard... Uh, we're going to switch gears now from what forgiveness is not to focus on what forgiveness is, to, to unpack a subject as important and complex as forgiveness in one podcast. I'm going to have to oversimplify the discussion just slightly. Um, uh, the best way I've found to do that is with an illustrated picture of sorts. Of sorts. For my audio listeners, that may, be, that may turn out to be as difficult as stuffing it all into one episode because you can't see the picture I'm going to paint with my hands. Um, make matters worse, most of you are doing something else while listening, and so emptying your hands to join me in this illustration is, is not going to be possible. But uh, <laughs> I painted that bleak a picture for a reason, so that uh, you'll do your best to focus, uh, even repeating sections if necessary to make sure you get what I'm saying. Because um, the thing is, when I'm done, you'll have a very simple way of understanding forgiveness, and you'll have a simple and clear way to explain forgiveness to um, another, and I think you can do it in under a minute, okay? I know that's promising a lot, but my point is that if I can deliver on that promise, it is worth the effort it will take for you to listen and try to understand, especially if understanding and explaining forgiveness to others and understanding it yourself is, is, uh, is important to you. So I used to use the analogy of a two-sided coin to explain uh, that forgiveness is a two-sided affair. Uh, since word pictures help uh, with understanding and retention, I developed another one that's, it's, I think it's more apropos, striking, more memorable. If you can, you lay down anything you're holding so that both of your hands are free. I tell people to make two fists, uh, bring them together in front of them, Stacking the one on top of the other, I, I my right hand is on top of my my, my right fist is on top of my re, my left fist. If you look down at those from above, all right, um, you you can only see one fist because the other one is underneath it. Now we'll come back to the fact that the left hand is hidden behind the right hand momentarily, but we're going to begin by talking about um, your right fist. Okay, the right hand, the one on top that you can see, it represents what was done to you. This is the wrong, the injustice, the wound, the abuse, and, and all that was perpetrated against you. And, and um, if you could see me, you'd see that this looks a pretty menacing type of posture with your fist in the air. Um, because it's firmly closed, your fist is clenched and seems to be clinging to something, it represents what you hold on to when there's unforgiveness. Uh, your fist represents a combative posture. You're clinging to your rights, like the right to repayment, <coughs> vengeance, correction of the wrong, and apology. Whatever, <coughs> whatever you have not let go of <coughs> is what you're holding tightly to. Your clenched fist represents the refusal to let go of the wrong and forgive it. Because of that stubborn refusal and what it does to our heart over the long run, the first represents a warlike club that is ready to beat anyone uh, that deserves it, and some who do not, unfortunately, into apologetic submission. That fist keeps you in a defensive, belligerent, contentious, argumentative, confrontational posture. It opposes a spirit that is peaceful and peacekeeping. Your clenched fist is your unforgiveness, your right one. Forgiveness requires that... Um, 
um, your close that you open your closed right hand, okay, and you let go of all that stuff. You will need to release the person and your rights. You will have to pay for the wrong against you by letting go of your desire for and right to any um, ill will towards the person and deserve payment or revenge. Um, keep in mind what forgiveness is not from the previous two episodes, okay? If you didn't listen to those, you really need to hear those um, because it sets the stage for what we're saying. And there's a lot of bad ideas out there about what forgiveness is. And if we can understand what it isn't, I think it helps release people to take the step towards forgiveness. Um, one, for, for example, um, forgiveness is not trusting them. Um, so if it will is driving the distrust, the ill will has to go, leaving the distrust and allowing it to, to be kind and gracious, not hateful and vengeful, okay? We lovingly distrust another, right? So, so we're not checking our brains out the door. Forgiveness doesn't mean I have to trust someone who's shown that they are untrustworthy. Believe it or not, that is not part of forgiveness. That, you know, put something else on that, but that's not part of forgiveness, Clinging to those rights in your anger will prevent you from moving beyond it. In fact, when we, we cling to unforgiveness, we permit our attacker to continue to wound and offend and abuse us over and over again as we remember and rehearse it. Yes, you heard me right. You may be saying that you will never let them or anyone else hurt you like that again, but refusal to forgive allows them to do exactly that. Every time you recall the offense and rehearse it and all of its painful details and then rail against the person in your mind, you keep the, the wrong fresh and you drive it deeper into your soul. You must let go of your emotional desire to make them pay um, um, to your rights to have your, your day in court um, and to tell them you know, how awful they are and force them to see just how painful uh, their actions were to you and to get your apology. That is what your right fist is meant to address. Now, uh, let's talk about the left fist. So, remember you had them like this. The right one was on top, but you really couldn't see the one on the bottom. So, I want you to know something by, by returning to your hidden left hand. If you stacked your right fist on top, your left fist again, so you can't see it when you're looking down at your clenched fists. And now you deal with the right. You forgive. You take care of that. You open your hand, your right hand, and you let go of all those rights you have. Now look at what, what, what's underneath it. Your left hand is open. You've emptied your right hand through forgiveness. And now there's this other fist underneath here that is still clenched. It's still a fist. It's still closed. The left hand is, um, as, as a clenched fist, all along there's been this something else under the right hand that has been aggressive and holding on. Something else you're holding on to. Behind your unforgiveness... Something else has been hiding. What is it? The left hand represents your response to what the right hand represents. Your response to the offense. The left is your response to the right. Now, see how combative that pasture is. No, you can't, because this is not. Uh, if you're listening to this in audio, but I have my hands in the air, um, and it's pretty. You know, you look like you're ready to do some boxing. You're like you're ready to strike out. The left hand represents your response to what the right hand represents. Okay, the left hand points to our own emotional reactions, our verbal retorts, our combative defense, our slanderous banter, and every way we react when the offense was registered. 
whatever mechanisms we used to cope with the pain that we felt um, that was not forgiveness are in there, okay? So forgiveness isn't in there. All the bad stuff is in that left fist. As long as your right hand is still clenched in unforgiveness, then our left hand is holding on to bitterness and all manner of ungodly reactions, and they are our sin. Let's take a short break to give your brain a chance to rest. Did you know that this podcast is not the only resource that we have available to help you with your own relationship with God and your spiritual coaching efforts? TwoRivers.Church backslash life coaching, don't forget the hyphen, has dozens of tools and book links to help you in your life with God and your ministry to others. You can even sign up there to get spiritual coaching for yourself with Pastor Carrie, either in person or virtually. It's a work in progress and we'll be getting a facelift soon, but it's chock full of practical content to read, watch, and listen to. Wherever you choose to interact with Pastor Carrie online, please remember to rate, like, follow, and share so that other leaders and coaches can find this helpful content. If you would like to connect with Pastor Carrie, you can go to tworivers.church backslash lifecoaching, email him at carrie at tworivers.church, or text him on Twitter or Facebook by going to at SC dashboard. All right, let's finish today's episode of the podcast. So the right hand, what was done to me. The left hand, what was done by me. The left hand represents not just the way we chose to deal with the wound in our heart, but also how we, uh, we dealt with it externally. The, in, in the internal part is a story we told uh, and tell ourselves about the event or the person. What narrative rehearsed when we recalled the pain. The external response is to the offense is different. Did we slander the attacker in conversation with others? Did we try to solicit sympathy by telling our story over and over again to others? Did we play the victim while we described how wrong we were and how wronged we were and uh, what was done to us? Did we paint the other in the worst possible light in ourselves in the best light? So there was an internal and an external response that this left hand represents. Just what we play through in our mind, but also maybe what we spoke out to others. Um, when both our fists are still clenched in a combative warlike posture, it is a one-two knockout that renders kindness unconscious and forgiveness unresponsive. And when both our hands are fisted and swinging, the only one that ends up hitting the mat is us, okay? When both hands are fisted and swinging, unforgiveness and our response to it, the only one that ends up hitting the mat <laughs> Is us. We effectively knock ourselves out. The truth behind why some struggle with forgiveness and have to do it over and over again is that they have opened up the and uh, let go with their right hand, but they've never done the same with their left. They forgave without addressing their response. So they have one hand open, but one hand is still closed. They forgave without addressing their response. Bitterness is not connected to the right fist, what was done to us. It is the product of the left fist, what was done by us in response. Other people do not make us bitter. Listen carefully. Other people do not make us bitter. We make us bitter. It is the product of a choice to respond uh, with rehearsal after rehearsal, remembering the offense instead of remembering our forgiveness. That rehearsal continually reawakens the hurt and reissues the wound. 
You will never move beyond the wounding event by forgiving but not repenting of your own sinful responses. We keep the offense alive with hatred and unforgiveness. By clinging to unforgiveness, we permit our attacker to continue to wound, offend, and abuse us over and over again each time we remember and rehearse it. We cling to unforgiveness, and the offense clings to us. After unclenching our right fist so we can let go of the wound done to us, we have to also unclench our left fist and let go of the wrong we are bringing to ourselves. You alone... Okay, some of this is difficult to hear, I know. You alone are responsible for the state of your heart. Nobody else. No one makes you bitter and resentful. I'm sorry, Um, I didn't like it when I first heard that either. But at the risk of sounding incredibly insensitive, nothing anyone ever did to you made you who you are today. That has been your choice. I had to face the truth that, it, that, that if I was a bitter, angry, vengeful, miserable person, which I was, it was no one's fault but my own. You can bet that didn't sit well with me at first, the first time I heard it. I blamed my situation. I blamed my attackers and, and all that rotten stuff I endured. I blamed all that for my misery. And that posture towards my past became a prison of my own making. Two wrongs never have and never will make one right. We must forgive and repent. Both hands. Okay, we have to open both hands and let go of unforgiveness in our sinful responses. I am not excusing the wrong that was done to you any more than I am saying that the wrong done um, any more than I am saying that the wrong done to you excuses your sinful response. Okay? I'm not excusing the wrong that was done to you any more than I am saying that the wrong done to you excuses your sinful response. All right, so here's another look at the two sides or hands of forgiveness, right? First, right fist is we have to admit, or another word we use is confess, and then forgive. We ask God to heal us. Left fist, again, we, um, we admit or confess and repent. We ask God to forgive us. <coughs> on one hand, we seek healing. On the other hand, we seek forgiveness. And the question is, what have you been choosing? As a spiritual coach, this is a question you've got to ask to those that are sitting in front of you. What have they been choosing? Have they done one fist without the other? Are there both fists up? Is one fist up or are both hands empty? Colossians 3, 15, uh, 12 through 15 says, since God chose you to be holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. You are called to live in peace. And always be thankful. I'm going to let that speak for itself. So, forgiveness in under 60 seconds. Here is your explanation of forgiveness that takes that minute. Um, so, um, let me put this to you as simply as I can. So, I'm, I'm, this is a kind of a script I'm going to read to you that I, um, I can imagine how you could do this in under uh, 60 seconds. So, this is you speaking. 
Let me put this to you as simply as I can. There are two aspects to forgiveness. What was done to me, and you're lifting your right fist and shaking it at them, and what I did in response to the offense, and you're now lifting your left hand and, and shaking your left fist, now with both of them in the air in a combative posture in front of the person you're talking to. I must let go of all my rights to hate them, slander them, receive an apology, hurt them in return, and vengeance. So now you're holding your right hand out to the side with your hand open. But I also must let go of my own reactions to the offense and the, um, uh, and the offender. Hatred, bitterness, slander, hurtful words, rejection. And confess them to God as my sin. And so now you're lifting up your left hand and you're holding that open. And so now both hands are, are open, maybe face up or face down. Um, I need to ask God to heal my heart and forgive my sinful response. With my fists unclenched by forgiveness, it frees the hands of my heart to take up tenderheartedness, mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, and love, all of which bring peace to my own life. That's right out of those verses I read to you. So in there, you're, you hold up your right fist and explain it. You hold up your left fist to explain it. Open both hands, explain it. I timed it, and it, it took less than a minute. Okay, next time on the Spiritual Coaching Dashboard, we're going to kind of continue with this theme of forgiveness. I'm going to, I'm going to walk you through uh, kind of a cursory walk through a conversation with an offender and how to make restitution with someone they have offended. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you heard something that got your attention, whether it be for your own relationship with God or for coaching others, don't waste the divine nudge. Be sure to take the time to think through how to work the truth into your life and practice. If you do spiritual coaching, either formally or informally, remember that it is hard to lead where you have never been yourself. We pray that God uses the spiritual coaching dashboard to inform and transform your life before it reaches another. If you are in the upstate New York area, specifically Binghamton, or are visiting or just passing through, look Pastor Carrie and myself up. We'd love to have a cup of coffee with you and chat about our dynamic relationship with God or about how to do spiritual coaching in your context. Again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the podcast of The Spiritual Coaching Dashboard.